Welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast, episode 32, Arata Matata. Okay. Okay, we don't have enough time. We don't. We don't have enough time for a cold opening. We gotta go, 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 go. Hey, welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels. I'm your host, Big Yike. Uh, that, that's a lie. Today I am uh, emotionally drained, and with me are two gingers, a serial killer, and Rob. Okay, let's try that again. I'm Doug, your host. <laughs> with me are Roman. Hello. Eli. Hi. Jeff. Hello there. And still Rob. I'm Rob. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Awesome. Hey, welcome to the Arata Sode, the April, the spring, the spring Arata. If you came here looking for GG2 stuff, we are going to cover that in a later recording because it's very, very late for Roman and we don't want to be mean. So we are going to go through all of the nice, lovely changes and give you our opinions on stuff. Uh, other random thoughts. I guess we all technically have experience with this before it dropped today. That's the, the hint I'm going to give. Uh, so we have a little bit of knowledge, just a tiny bit of knowledge. So we'll just grace you with that knowledge and mostly opinions because this is same powered scoundrels. We're at least eighty-three percent opinions, and counting ten percent, seventeen percent salt, fifteen percent power of will, five percent pleasure, fifteen percent okay, zero percent math. All right. Um, actually, we're going to start at the top with the changes to the core rules. Uh, now we all just sort of volunteered randomly for things we wanted to discuss. So I think our first person up is Roman. What has changed in the core rules? One of the biggest and first changes is the towards and away change, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, not only because it's a cool rule, but because the new picture for it in the new digital rulebook is really neat, and I think describes this very well. Uh, essentially, no longer will you be pushing anything that says towards or away in a straight line between the center of two objects. Now, the player controlling the move picks a single point of reference on each object, and then the move is according to the most direct path between those reference points. That's going to sound really weird in audio format, but essentially, now instead of a direct line between the models and they run into each other, you now kind of have a cone to decide if the model pushing towards or away from the other model, is following either edge of that cone or anywhere in between. Uh, like I said, the new digital rulebook, if you download it from Weird on page 15, has a lovely picture about this. Uh, but I think ultimately that's going to lead to a lot of cool uh, movement tricks getting even cooler. It also saves you a lot of headache of like, oh, I, I one millimeter of my model is over is touching this, this tree. Do I have to stop? And, uh, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And it, it, exactly. it also makes a lot of the those um, get-out-of-melee or engagement um, pushes uh, a lot more engaging and dynamic now. Uh, mm -hmm. You have more options across the board. Reliable. Okay. That's, yeah, I don't think any heavy opinions on that one. Moving along, Eli. All right, so they've added a, a, a change to the uh, step three in targeting and paragraph blah, blah, blah. Basically, they have a line saying, after resolving, if there's no legal targets, you just skip the rest of it because there's no legal targets. It's a very, very straightforward 
kind of makes sense thing. Yeah. Man, more of a, almost more of a clarification than anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, moving right along. The big one, or one of the big ones. I think this is te- arguably the most errata in one change. And that is the change to focus and distract it. Uh, first off, focus now has a cap of plus two. Can't go any higher, so no more cheesing stuff with golems or rat swarms. Uh, the most they're going to have is focus two. Now, focus is now canceled by distracted and vice versa, just how like slow and fast do in the game. So suddenly, we are doing like a general global nerf to several things that were a bit problematic. I I, th- I think I think focus spam was a bit of a bit of an issue, not a huge issue, but a bit of an issue. And then this makes a lot of distracted based crews out there a lot more survivable. And I think for the most part, a lot of those crews were kind of on the lower end, or in cases of Colette, Colette just kind of carrying the rest of her <laughs> keyword. Uh, not anymore. Oh my god, we will get we will get to that. But uh, thoughts out there, gentlemen, on this. This is going to be something I feel like we're going to have to take a long time to uh, unpack as a community. For the most part, I like it. Um, the only thing that I, I really wished for was potentially a, a cap on distracted as well. Make it distracted too and focus too. Because there are things, especially with, when you look at how well certain models and, and crews can, can still throw distracted out. Um, there might be a possibility where you just can never climb out of a hole of distracted. Yep. And and I think that that's going to be a, a problem later down the line, especially with like Ivan and, and his crew wanting to get some of that out. And even honestly with the, the newer version of Colette, I think you're going to see distracted used a lot more. So yeah, I, to me that that's the only like negative I have for this. Everything else about it. I love. Okay, I was going to say a counterpoint, but I'm not, I'm not going to get sassy right now. I'm just going to say, people <laughs> out there, remember that assist is an action. Mm-hmm. I was going to say exactly the same thing, because I've seen it used like once ever for distracted, and now we're going to see it more, and that I think is a good thing. Yes, very good. One thing that I thought of immediately, which will be helpful, is cruise with shouting orders. You can bonus action con- uh, concentrate, which will move one level of distraction. Yeah, and by the same idea, things like seduction that is remove focus, gain distracted is going to be mm-hmm. so much better now. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> okay. Right along, Jeff. Hi. Uh, so the choice I've got is blast actually now removed. The blast shockwaves don't count as removing the marker effects. This is clean up from really cheesy stuff that people brought up, which I'm okay being cleaned <laughs> up with because it was cheesy. Counting blast markers being removed for things that you got bonuses for removing markers from. That was just kind of a, oh, that was an overlook thing. It's okay. We're removing that. Stop being cheesy. Move on. Anyone that's upset about that, uh, we can no longer be friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Eli. All right. So there's been uh, big changes to some, well, not big changes, but uh, changes to summoning. So, uh, change to the text. If an effect would summon a model and does not require an upgrade to be attached, the summon model instead gains a summon token. Models with summon tokens are treated as having summon upgrades for all effects that specifically reference summon upgrades. So, that basically means models that are like, oh, do this to a model that has a summon upgrade and you're whatever, like your Widow Weaver summoned in a, a doll, like, 
it now counts as a summoned model because it was summoned in. And it makes sense. Yeah, sensible change there. It's very sensible. So obviously we have to be mad about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dumb circumvention of stuff like um, mm-hmm. Exorcists. But I think it, it might also-, also be a case of a little bit of defense against the... But, you know, actually, no. I'll cut this out because we'll get into it later. <laughs> I'll say it then. <laughs> so it, there's going to uh, feel really weird playing Hamlin going forward when almost everything you did did not have a summon to it, or some, an upgrade to it. So you have to now think about that kind of stuff when you never had to before. Yeah, but there's also not that many things that specifically call out summon upgrades. Like, I think there's the jury and exorcists and, and maybe one or two others. I think the bigger thing is not counting for strats and schemes to the turn they're summoned. I think that's the bigger thing than yeah, the, I was, the actual Yeah, let's get to that next. Itself. The upgrade... Oh, sorry. <laughs> the upgrade just feels <laughs> like cleanup. Let me ask you this. Does this make, does this make DAW really effective now? Because those are counting as upgrades? Uh, those, that, I don't think that counts for him because he's not specifically referencing summon upgrades. He's referencing upgrades in general. He's, right. So the token acts as a summoning upgrade. So they have an upgrade. For all, for so, all effects that specifically reference summon upgrades. Those are summon upgrades yeah. only. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't think this interacts with doll at all. Good. Okay. I was thinking <laughs> that doll suddenly became anti-summoner. By default. That would have been mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Eli, what is that other what is that other part that we alluded to but didn't cover? Yeah, so on the turn they're summoned, summon models cannot take the interact action and are ignored for friendly schemes and strategies. Uh, this is also, in my opinion, a very reasonable uh, change because being able to pop out a model that wasn't there and get points for things that like basically almost unstoppable seems rude um, and for the record for any uh, <laughs> listeners who maybe have forgotten or don't know what you mean what do you mean i i main dreamer i summony boy is is my boy <laughs> so i'm not i'm i am biased towards summoning and i still think that these are reasonable changes awesome thank you i'll give you your five bucks later <laughs> <laughs> check is in the mail all right, let's go on to the not change. I, I, this, I, this seems more like another clarification, uh, but being in contact with hazardous now definitely 100% counts as being in that hazardous. So keep that in mind uh, for all of you that were questioning the point of the geode from the surveyors. Uh, <laughs> it's because you can smack people into it. There, get your get your hazardous damage. Hooray. Any complaints? So- <laughs> No, I. This is going to make this so much simpler. Yeah, yeah. and it, it and it makes and it makes a lot of those uh, terrain creating models just a little bit better, especially if they can move some of that terrain around. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of large terrain, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or speaking of terrain, uh, so one of the big uh, changes that they made, and this is um, one that I think again was kind of a, a clarifying point, but. Um, basically split up your big terrain, uh, into smaller pieces. They suggest nothing more than, uh, six inches, but if you do, if they, um, to re- define each piece of uh, a larger thing. So 
an example they give is a railroad track, but another would be a building that has pieces of terrain in it, like uh, uh, tables, chairs, pianos, what have mm-hmm. you. Uh, define what's in that space. You can still have like the large building and you know say that the building is you know dense, for instance, right? You know, and if you're you're inside, you know, cover great, but split it up, uh, especially if it's a, a larger piece. Are you saying I can no longer eat someone across the board as bass? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that depends, but yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, here, here's the thing. Still, you're still going to see like forced, right? You know, because some forests are going to be like, you know, you know, oblong and not ex- precisely six inches. But a- as a general rule, yes, you, you're not, you know, you should not see a 12 inch forest that you can have. Yeah. Bass just completely eat somebody across the board. <laughs> Hooray. Okay, moving on to our last rules change. Hiring multiple masters is still a thing, guys. Yay. Uh, just going to have to deal with it. No, <laughs> I really like this. I, I really like this change because it both facilitates ma- extra master hiring while also making it more reasonable to bring counters to the table that can deal with both that your opponent is bringing. Because after leaders are revealed, there is an extra step where everyone will hire additional masters if they want to and then reveal them at the same time. So now it goes hire hire your leader, hire any additional masters, and then hire your crew. So now you can bring all the counters you want as long as that counter isn't another another master. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm probably just gonna run standard for my next tournament and see any if anyone brings extra masters and how well they do. It's just it's just nice because one, they're eating up a lot of your cash, and now two, uh your opponent knows it beforehand, so you have less room to tr- bring in any extra counters or assistance and uh they can better tech into you the other change is that now your master you cannot bring more masters than half your uh encounter size so for the most part that's pretty much you are stuck at two at most with the exception of the vix one of the vic bring a single an extra master and a single vic yeah well no you you can bring both vix because out of keyword they're together they're 24 stones so it's right under half uh, okay, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, thoughts on this? I think everyone needs to say something about it, because this is... I will miss my anti-Zerider mix, because I had a great two Vix, Parker, <laughs> Z- Von Schill, and Zip as one crew, <laughs> and it was hilarious and fun. But alas, no more. Uh, yeah, I had some guild uh, uh, and Ten Thunders anti-Zerider lists as well that uh, I'll miss. But outside of that, I think it's fine. You know, I, I'm glad that you can still hire in a second master, but yeah, that not doing meme, you know, three or four master lists is totally fine by me. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really excited for this. I think it's one of the things that they're doing in clarifying this and, and adding the extra step, by the way, shout out to uh, DZ for your upcoming retooling of the app to put the extra step in there for there. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, we're sorry. But on, yeah, we're, you, we're sorry. You poor man. Weird, weird is sorry. Um, but no, I, I really think the more I'm looking at some of the really tough to deal with masters, you kind of need a second master to deal with some of them. Uh, I know everybody mm-hmm. on the internet's been having trouble with Nexus. 
And I'm just looking at this going, why aren't you bringing whatever your AOE or long range blaster master is for your crew whenever they call out Nexus? It will help a lot. Uh, and I think the answer is because everybody on the internet's playing UK single master rules. And I think <laughs> something like this limiting the meme ability of your, your list building will help kind of point out the a second master isn't going to break everything. No, it makes it less of a faux pas. Yeah. Yeah. It and and, make, and the being a and oh go ahead. I was saying it does make some interesting, um, not full game strategies. But if you're playing like a thirty man game with the masters, you can take Dreamer. You can take Lynch because they're under fifteen points. Might want to check on Dreamer on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eli, any any thoughts? No. Yeah, I I fully agree with what's been said. It's all been pretty much covered, but I'm uh, I'm excited to see uh, to see how this works out. Cool. All right. Uh, Roman is going to single handedly cover um, the more interesting FAQs. We decided we weren't just going to go through all of them. Just just the fun ones that you want to keep in mind. Yeah. For anybody who who is looking at the FAQ, going, there's a lot to parse here, and I'm not really getting all of it. Look for everything with an asterisk. That's the new stuff. Uh, and even a lot of that seems to be more clarification than anything, which is great. It's an FAQ. But here's my my top five biggest changes for the FAQ. Uh, section one, number 23. They fixed another. No more shall ricochet be used to make use of the focus that you used on the initial attack to hit double severes on the same person. Thank you. Thank if you, you were, were doing so, you were a jerk. That is I mean, I'm a jerk. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this this now, and it's a weird paragraph to read, but essentially it, it lays out the rules linguistically on how to figure out what another refers to in the context. And most of the time it will refer to not the thing that this is written on card. Moving right along, because I could we could write a thesis on that. Uh, jumping down two from that, section one, number 26, uh, this is a big clarification. I've seen fights on a weird place on this one. So essentially, if you have slow or stunned and you end it during your activation using, say, shrug off, the effects of slow, if it's removed, you immediately get back the action that you would have lost otherwise. If stunned is removed the, and the bonus action has already been taken, that bonus action no longer counts towards your regular action limit. You've already taken the bonus action, even though it was taken as a regular action, but now it's been taken as a bonus action and you have a regular action again. So no more fighting on a weird place on that one. Find new things to fight about. I believe in all of you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Moving on to section two, number 12. Uh, This confirms another AWP fight of like what happens if you target something with terrifying and then somebody with take the hit grabs that do you go through terrifying again read that it'll kind of cover it essentially whenever the effect changes the target of the action the new model isn't targeted so if the new model would have terrifying that happens when you're targeted if you're not targeted terrifying doesn't happen move on Section four, jumping down a bit, number three, this is a big one, uh, and as you look at GG2, which we'll be doing in the future, you'll notice some changes and some things that might be missing on a couple things, and this is why. They're calling out that strategy markers, uh, while models cannot choose them or use them for various 
uh, marker targeting things, your uh, players can. So you can use them for even if research mission doesn't call it out anymore, you can use it. If something says pick a non-scheme marker, you can pick a strategy marker. So suddenly everybody that doesn't make uh, terrain markers, your uh, schemes just got a whole more, a whole lot wider open, essentially. Uh, and then finally, I kind of crammed these two into number five together. Uh, section five, 13 and 14, we're talking about two explorers uh, abilities for different keywords, Chronicle for the Seekers and We Are Legion. Both of those have been clarified. Essentially, both of them boil down to, if you have full health, do you heal? And the answer is no. So if you have full health, Chronicle doesn't happen. If you have full health, you cannot send a heal point through another We Are Legion model with full health with being healed. You can't just daisy chain that unless you actually have a wound to heal and then unheal as you pass it down the line. Uh, Hopefully that will help with some of the internet Cadmus hate. Otherwise, bring your raid, and by raid I mean your area of effect, guys, as we mentioned (laughs) earlier. Uh, If you want to look at more of the FAQ, I highly recommend it. Again, the asterisks are going to be the new stuff, and I just touched on the big things. Go read them. Okay. Finally, we get to the models. Hooray. The the meat and potatoes of the the recording. Where the the fights are going to break out, or Mm, or something. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, uh, we are going in faction alphabetical order here. So, first up is the Arcanists being led off by Rob. Yeah, so the only change to Kandara uh, was that her mantra changed. Instead of um, the elemental models within Aura 6, when they take a concentrate, they draw a card. Uh, Now they can look at the top card of the Fate deck, and if it is a non-Joker tome, they can reveal and draw said card. Uh, If not, they just put it right back. Overall, I think this is a really good change. Um, it it prevents some of the the cheesing out of just uh, the amount of cards that uh, Sandeep can uh, have in hand, while still giving a, a pretty good benefit of being able to at least see what the next card coming up is. Otherwise, she's pretty much unchanged. It, it's that one specific thing, but it definitely uh, makes the, uh, Sandeep a little bit more reined in. That along with obviously the the summon changes. I saw some people thinking that Kandara is now useless out of keyword. Uh, I don't agree with this. I think she's still really good in the fact that she has ranged pulse staggered, which is still incredibly useful against certain crews. She also has agile with a six inch move, serene countenance and can be moved around by her master. Cause she's an elemental uh, and she has flurry. So I think she's doing great. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just talking about not uh, academic crews out of keyword. Oh, out of keyword. Got it. Yes. Honestly, even out of keyword, she's pretty great. Yeah. Most of what you yes. said is out of keyword greatness. Yep. Yes. It's not the movement thing. All right. Uh, anyone? I'm very upset by this. Um, how nope. dare they nerf Arcanists? Curse you. Weird. <laughs> uh, next up, Mech Rider. Eh, not that excited about this one. <laughs> uh, the mechanical rider, uh, the five suit ability on their bonus action has been reined in, and I understand part of it. Uh, now it actually has a range. Uh, honestly, I didn't realize before that it 
you could technically activate anything on the board. So that's good. It, it needs it needs to have a range, a twelve inch range, and now it can only target models that are eight soul stones or less to reactivate. Um, so no Howards, no Golems, no Captains, no duets. What, what are some other? No du- Yes, no what? No duets. Although you can still get around that with a Corifei, can't you? Well, I mean, the Corifei itself can can do that, but I'm saying it used to be there were people going, oh yeah, you can do that, and then you can have the Mech Rider get another activation out of it. Can't do that no more. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, can't target himself either, which was pretty much what I did. <laughs> can't do that. Not hard. Uh, I mean, it's a really, really good scheme runner when you can move that far and then yeet it out six inches uh, throw for you that aren't living in the 2020s. <sighs> Anyways, um, the only, there is there is a side benefit to this and that it is no longer a case of that thing had to have activated for you to get the extra activation out of it. Now it's just like, it can activate a second time and one of those times has to be immediately after the mech rider's done. So now you can pick something, have it go, and then have it go again on your next activation. Cool. I'm done talking. <laughs> uh- Overall, I really like it, and even though you're you're missing out on like the ten soul stone models, I mean, <laughs> two activations of Carlos or the Blessed of December or uh, Cassandra or Amina can be really good. Amina's nine stones. Those be nine stones. Yeah, you're getting Ironside's going to be use it for gunsmiths exclusively. <laughs> uh, got it. <laughs> Which is not a bad model to reactivate. Yeah, you know, I I think this is good. I think twelve inch range on this is fine. I really like the the help that it gave them, allowing you to not worry about the activation order as much. Also, Steam Arachnid Storms are still cost 8, so have fun with those guys. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Roman. Report the tears. Oh, man. I'm I'm not as sad about this as I could be, but Colette did get hit by a truck. Um, (laughs) A bit. A bit. So let me. I'm going to go through real quick what did change on her, and I'll I'll explain the reason why I'm as sad as I am. First off, uh, she's lost her built-in tome on her defense. So if the Colette player wants to fade away, they have to know as the attack's coming in if they have uh, any tomes in hand they want to throw into this, or if they want to stone for her to get away. Honestly, I think that's understandable. She had to do this on willpower anyway. The rest of them are, are more to the point. Uh, her sword trick bonus action, uh, it's now a two-inch range matching her melee instead of a three-inch range. That's honestly going to be less fiddly uh, for me. That way you're not going, well, I've charged this thing that's within two inches, but I can hit that thing three inches over there. You, <laughs> if you've charged it with your actual melee, you're in range for this, and that's easier to track. Uh, Showstopper, which is her unbury, two things here. One, she has to bury, unbury in base contact with a friendly performer, not uh, just friendly whoever, and not within three inches anymore. And also, uh, the pulse that comes off of Showstopper is only when she is uh, unburying from this. If she unburies through a different way, they don't get to pulse out distracted. Illusionist, oh, the kind of... About that. Yeah, it's specifically after unburying this way. Now, that's that said, this is still when she activates. Most unbury things happen when you activate, so this would take 
this would take the importance over over like unburying from a, a Marshall coffin per se. But if she was to unbury during someone else's activation, then yeah, this wouldn't happen. Illusionist, which is hand in hand with that kind of uh, enemy models with distracted that pulses out from her that start their activation in, this is now aura four instead of aura six. And on top of she is now unbearing in base contact with the uh, friendly performer or friendly scheme marker instead of near it. And that distracted pulse has gone down. She's losing a lot of potential movement range here on top of the fact that her move has actually dropped from six to five. So she's, I guess she didn't limber up before this performance. Uh, and her her <laughs> glitter bomb that she lets go off whenever she unburies uh, didn't have as much gunpowder in it. So she really has to to pick her where she wants to pop out to give out that distracted that turns into stunt. On top of she can't move as quickly. That said, on the back, there's been a couple changes that I actually kind of like. Presto Changeo now needs an 8 instead of a 7, but it no longer needs to be a mask. Um, the other trick with that, and the reason I think for this change is it's now no longer, I swap something eight inches away from me with something eight inches away from me on the other side. It's now I get to swap a, something within eight inches of me and the thing it's swapping with. So she's making a triangle of eight inches here, essentially, instead of a 17 inch line. So I think that's a good change, honestly. That's that's good for the game. That's good for her, because now she's not needing a mask to do everything on her card, or the, the big thing on her card. And this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the other final change on it. Tip of the hat, or trick of the hat, is now a ram trigger. And instead of replacing the drop scheme marker from Presto, she just summons a new mechanical dove into base contact with that drop scheme marker. I know I've been on record in several places uh, going, I don't know why this trigger is taking up room on her card, because she needed two suits to make it happen when she already needed one to make the action go. I will actually use this now, which means that she can now more easily use those doves as stones, which then destroys them and gets her a card. So that, that process, I think, is going to be smoothed out in this use. The main reason I'm upset or sad by this is I, I think she got a little hit too hard on the distances. I don't think with all the, the reduction in distances and how she unburies that they need to take the move to. But the underlying thing here is when I've played her, fade away and leaving her buried for most of a turn, it's not interactive. Like she, you get one attack, Colette goes away, and then she comes back her next turn and it's frustrating to the opponent. As a Colette player, I find it frustrating, and I really wish they, if they were going to change her anyway, I wish they would have done more of a, she doesn't bury, she places within six inches next to a scheme marker and reduces two. Keeps her on or the board. Or in base contact with her performer or dove or something. Yeah, exactly. Either way, keeping her on the table would be more interactive. Uh, but given the fact that she didn't get any keyword buffs and outside of her in the duet, and Carlos, the keyword could use some some help, uh, even with the distracted change. Most of their distracted that they're putting out is either on triggers that the suits could be more useful elsewhere to actually get points, or the ways they can put it out unresisted are via interact actions. And the models that can do that, if they're within the six inch range to do that, 
they're in I'm going to die range when something comes after them. And unlike bells, uh, which have many more wounds and hard to wound, they're not going to survive an attack or three. Um, so I, I wonder how much of that was balancing the changes made to her versus maybe upcoming future buffs to her keyword. We'll see. For, for the moment, though, I'm, I'm not upset by this. Uh, I'm still looking forward to player. She'll still be really fun. Did you mention that Presto Chanjo is now only friendly performer? Oh, I did not. I missed that. Yeah. So that's, big, no longer... that's pretty big. Well, and, and there's still ways around that if you're using it to swap two friendlies. Essentially, the target can be whatever, because the target can be an enemy. So you can still target your emissary or whatever you brought that you went up further, but whatever it's switching with has to be a friendly performer. It can't be, I'm swapping something versatile with something else versatile, or I'm swapping an enemy with something versatile. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that is a good point, too. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm not that familiar with Colette, so my opinion doesn't really matter. It just, it's a lot of changes all at once, yeah. uh, which makes me just nervous, because for those, those people that have memorized Colette's card uh, are just going to be at, completely out of sorts. Yeah. People who play Colette love Colette. And now you have to relearn all of Colette again, pretty much. I mean, that's that's going to be the, 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 the case with a lot of these masters, too, is that, you know, it, a lot of the errata masters did not get small changes. They got big changes. <laughs> big, big changes. Sweeping. Big bada changes. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, our last change, uh, an upgrade. Lo and behold, they're changing another Arcanist upgrade. Magical training uh, can now only be attached to living models. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we got one restricted to only constructs, so why not have one restricted to only living models? Uh, that doesn't affect a lot of the... The only person that really affects is Hoffman, because now you have to... <laughs> Oh, because beasts aren't... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. to be fair. Fair. Uh, you need thumbs to magic. <laughs> I mean, hold on, Kojos. What do uh. you mean I can't train Kojo to do magic? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Kojo uh, has thumbs, can't do magic. I don't I don't understand this. I don't, but, I don't but it's, get it. You know, it's further encouragement to take, like, order initiate, right? Like, And, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, not, now that they, you know, themselves got errated last year, so... Now you have uh, yeah. now you have to take steam fitters. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know the <laughs> the thing for me about it is that I I hope that this maybe means that we can get some kind of rerata or uh, another look at the soulstone miner. Please, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yes, be, be, because I feel like it got over nerfed because of its ability to take you know magical Not- training. Not and, do anything for four rounds, and exactly. And now it's like, come on, give it, give it move five. Just give it move five. I would say, it, and I, I was going to say the same thing. I'd like to see it either have move five or like every other armor one model in the game, or like ninety nine percent of them. Give it one more wound, so it's wounds equal to cost. Or if it's going to stay at five for a cost six thing, give it armor two back. Now that it can't have auto shielded on it every turn. Yeah, um, it, it needs a little, a little something, a little, little help. Yeah, now. yeah. Really, my my only grump on this, other than that, was I really enjoyed putting magical training on fire gammon because 
I was like, okay, I can I can summon or hire a slightly higher level fire gammon, and it's adorable and is a really good tank. Um, and I, I think you can say the same thing for most of the elemental minions that the gammon essentially. But okay, fine. If we're looking at magical training as specifically training and not, hey, I, I made a slightly better gammon. Okay, this is this is fine. Sure. Hey, maybe maybe people take Oxfordian mages now. <laughs> Give him back. <laughs> I would be happy for them to give him back to Tony. Yeah, this, this is yeah. why you stay in a union, folks. You're, you're well taken care of in the union. When you go to academia, uh, not so much unless you're publishing all the papers. Problem is, even with Ironsides, I don't know what they would do. Yeah, not as not as, as they need. Yeah. Well, obviously, they'd get unionized, right? That's something. Yeah, they they would. They would. They would. So, do you think we've weird to set a precedent that they need to errata a Arcanist's versatile and an upgrade every time? I think so. I think we're looking for a change in Diesel Engine, <laughs> and we'll say the captain needs nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. The the only nerf that's... the captain needs is to uh, reduce his mystery by giving us more backstory. <laughs> oh yes, please. <laughs> okay, uh, that's that's it for the archivist. Not a ton here. Uh, even less in the Bayou. This is Eli starting off Bayou stuff. Yeah. So uh, Nate's not here. So I'm doing Somer Teeth Jones. Uh, also because <laughs> Nate's not here, I'm going to say that you need to make swine curs pigs cowards. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so Somer Teeth. He's got a. Is a few changes. Uh, wait, wait, you ain't my kid has been removed. Make me, that? make me proud boys has was what? I was just asking you to uh, elaborate what it did. Oh, you guys said I wouldn't have to do that. Oh, I, I remember <laughs> what this did. Um, this is the problem with looking at the app when it's been updated. No, th- this was the trigger on his Thanks, summon that DZ. let him bring <laughs> this was the trigger on his summon that let him uh, bring in a Bayou Gremlin and pull the summon upgrade off of it. Mm. So you could just get infinite, well, within the the summon limit, but just keep bringing out more Bayou Gremlins. Makes sense. All right, so Make Me Proud Boys has been replaced with one for the team. That is a friendly Bayou Gremlin only, uh, range 12. Models within pulse 2 of the target suffer 2 damage, then kill the target. So he's got a 12-inch Make His Bayou Gremlins explode and do 2 damage to things. And that needs a six to go off. It does need a six to go off. Right. Pig Eaton Grin is now once per activation. Uh, the killed model now discards instead of Somer. Uh, Pig Eaton Grin is after the model within Aura 6 is killed. This model may discard a card and have another friendly Big Hat take a gun action targeting the acting model or a model engaging the killed model when it was killed. So now it's the uh, the killed model discards that card. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bayou 2 card. Friendly Big Hat models with an R6 may cheat Fate with the top card of their Fate deck. That is now once per activation, and it has to be during the activation, uh, during the... Models activation? Again. It's now one per, once per activation, and only during a model's own activation. Yeah, uh, that makes yeah. sense. And then Extended Family, which is his summon action for Big Hat minions. The stat has re- been reduced to a 5 instead of a 6. So summoning now costs one more 
he can now only this doesn't remove any models that he could summon. All of them, all of the models he could summon previously are still summonable, uh, but he can only summon four Bayou Gremlins in an action instead of five. <laughs> oh no! However, will he survive? Oh, it's only really, it's really a tragedy. Uh, my heart breaks. This again, a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think all of them are bad, um, but it. But it is the sort of thing where it's just like it, it feels like a lot, and it. You know, it's definitely going to affect the the Somer player um, for a lot of their decision making, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think this like puts them into like low tier. Um, no. Still decent at summoning. It's just taking a little bit of the MP away. Gaining Grounds 2 did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gaining Grounds uh, hits summoners pretty pretty hard, but that's in a different episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, I'm just... just people are going to have to re-memorize the card, and um, I'm a little less wary of these changes. I am Colette, mostly because uh, Summer has better models in his keyword to fall back on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and and somewhere is still doing a lot, right? Like he's still doing a lot for his crew that I think is still still good and 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 fun and thematic and competitive. Yeah, I think the the main thing this is doing is actually making him and his crew make decisions as opposed to going, well, everything. If I failed it, I can just buy you two card <laughs> yep. everything. Yep, um, <laughs> and I can do that on every defense flip and everything else like that. Right. That was crazy. Okay. Well, let's move on to the only other change. Well, technically, it's two changes in one, but they're both going to be covered by Jeff. Because <laughs> I'm way too angry to be coherent on this. <laughs> All I talk about is only one change of note on here, and that's the fact that Sparks is now a henchman, and you can hire foundry stuff in a leadership crew in your bayou now. So you can get Willie in your Bayou crew and explode everybody else who's exploding because that's thematic as hell. And also you can, you know, hire, you know, metal gamins and metal golems. Yes, sir. Whatever. Willie explodes now in the Bayou. That's all that really matters in life. (laughs) (laughs) Neil Henry's going to be a little out of place. Poor man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this on record, though. I am getting ready to take that new egg launching catapult we got from the Easter sale, and I'm going to start launching Metal, Ga- Metal Gaming across the swamp. That's all my joy is right now. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway. There will be other changes, Jeff. Oh, yeah, I know. I I know something say. about an upgrade's gone and something. I don't know. Metal Gaiman in the Bayou. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll go on with the real story now. I'm sorry. So, bombs in your belly's gone forever. Everyone's sad. Pour one out. Um, the scrapyard mines, this is a change I don't like, honestly. But it used to be that the scrap, scrap markers had the same attributes as, as the pit trap markers, but they weren't pit trap markers. So you could double up on the damage because they weren't the same thing. Now, scrap markers count as pit trap markers, which doesn't let you double up on the whole Trixie, Foundry, scrap markers, pit traps everywhere thing. So it's sad. We don't like it. We know. We're sorry. 
the pack with explosives bombs in your belly, whole, whole things removed. That's gone forever. Um, it was replaced with it, the trigger on now you're a robot. I believe. Oh yeah, now you're a robot. That's right. The bonus is no longer a bonus action either, and the effect allows the scrap marker for the um, the tome added to it to the action, but it's just not the same. It's not, unfortunately. Um, and under pressure and burnout triggers replaced on the galvanized and pack with explosives. So, all in all, I say it's a bonus. I realize I'm the odd one out here. Everyone else is going to be upset, <laughs> including Daddy Doug over here. But look on the bright side of life. Launching Metal Gaming across the bayou. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, how about you cover, how about you uh, let everybody know why you're upset specifically? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just just a little bit. Uh, because <laughs> this just kind of takes a big old dump on Foundry. Like, I, I can see the hazardous spam with, with Ma being a problem, but... Uh, also, the scrap mines went from having like an R one of hazardous to just being the markers themselves. Mm-hmm. That sucks. That's a lot smaller area that these things are going to affect. Um, up your fifties and scrap lines are thirties, and that's a lot of space. Yeah, um, they he gets he gets command constructs, which is good thing to have in arcanists, but. Without bombs in your belly, being able just putting that on like a golem or Mayfang herself and throwing them into the crew, and then your opponent has to like deal with it. The the new pack with explosives version is just kind of milk toast. I don't. I, how how well did you go into detail on that, Jeff? Not very. If you want to dive in? Feel okay. free. Basically, when they have their sh- shielded reduced, they pulls out damage to enemy models. Yeah, so they get they get some shielded with now your robot, but it's you're getting considerably less damage, less reliable damage right. than you were with bombs in your belly. Overall, it, this just this does, it doesn't help Mayfang as far as as, as I know. You, you're going to get you still are going to get used out of the c- commands construct, and thank God it's got the suit because <laughs> May, Mayfang's very card heavy, and she has no card draw. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. My my thought on this, I see where you're coming from, and I, I don't disagree, but I think we can look to the whole errata and see that overall there's not a ton of, of buffs here. And hope I'm, my hope right now is that this will turn into a return to second ed's uh, schedule of we'll have two erratas a year, one will be mostly nerfs with a couple buffs, and one will be mostly buffs with a couple nerfs. I'm re- they haven't said anything like that, but I, I have my fingers crossed, and I'm hoping that's the case. And I think that would be probably... But Sparks himself is not going to, to give Foundry the help it needs. I think no. you're going to need to do a, a wider spread help on that one. Uh, can I just say that I... Uh, given the fact that you know you Sparks can hire in uh, Foundry, I'm very much looking forward to the two gremlins in the ghillie suit uh, version <laughs> of the metal golem. <laughs> oh no because that, that's going to be size 5 with disguise and demise I'm done with this so honestly it's, that gremlin should take fall damage it's so like to, a, me, so to me that makes it worth it alone just to see that happen it's like a tin can powered by a gremlin precisely yep. 
I wherever Nate is as this. he's hearing this, he is squealing and jumping for joy upon you saying that. Both hands on the wheel, Nate. <laughs> okay, I'm done whining. Those are the Bayou changes. For now. Let's move on to Guild. Yeah, so uh, my boy Johnny Reichert got some uh, much-needed upgrades, I think. You know, I, I will be honest, I still thought he was pretty good beforehand, but uh, what he gets now is pretty great. So, number one, uh, something that I think Doug especially, being the uh, the uh, lore master that he is, uh, why did this ex uh, executioner who has an executioner claw not have, you know, the execute trigger on his executioner claw? You need both claws. Now we don't need to ask that question because he has execute, which is great. I think the bigger bigger changes for him, though, were the um, uh, changes that they made to adding a trigger onto his, uh, what do you call it, onto the, the uh, kick up dust. Uh, he now has sudden strike, so he can, uh, you know, if he just drop in a uh, kick up dust marker near somebody, he can make the, the melee attack against the, them. Um, and then on Stoic Nod, um, and this is where I think he has gotten even greater value. Um, especially because he can be a little bit tanky, but uh, sometimes it, it just didn't feel like he had enough. You know, sometimes it just felt like he needed Juggernaut or something to like a self heal of some kind. Well, now he has it when he does Stoic Nod uh, towards somebody else. He has a additional trigger called "I've Got This," which will heal him up too, I believe. Um, so yeah, overall, these are really great changes. Uh, I think it makes uh, him a, a much better take into uh, uh, with Bass now. And I, I'm honestly grateful to to see a buff in these uh, <laughs> in this errata. To be perfectly honest, so the guild needed it. I mean, guild. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think the guild uh, uh, across the board uh, has uh, several models that just we don't see a lot of play from. Um, and while I did see Reicher, um fairly often, and I took him uh, a decent amount. He still was not being taken, I think, as often as we'll now see him taken, both uh, in his keyword, but I think we'll, we'll see him out of keyword. Um, the biggest thing is that it just never felt like he you could justify his 10 cost. Uh, now I think he does, because he just brings a lot to the table. All right, well, can't, can't get away with only buffs. Uh, I've got to nerf something, <laughs> so I guess we're, we're to set their sights on Fiona Gage. Now, these aren't too bad. Honestly, it's more of a case of like making her less palatable as an out-of-keyword take while still being very useful to her keyword journalists because Take the Hit is no longer on the card. She now gets something called Propaganda Piece. Basically, friendly journalists that were, are within two inches of her can't be the target of enemy actions if, if they can target Fiona. So now it's technically even better for journalists because now you don't have to discard that card. Um, yeah. A few other few other nerfs. Uh, minus one to her wound pool. She was already still really tough, so that that's fine. The one thing of note is now that she has she has to be on four wounds instead of five wounds to get off her grit. Um, as well, the I've got your back on the back of the card went from a stat eight to a stat six. That's fine. I don't get why you have a target number on something that only required a two. <laughs> four is more reasonable. <laughs> Um, overall, I'm not too terribly upset about Fiona, but I've only played Guild as Nelly, so I'm sure other people are very upset about this. I, I play Guild a lot, and I 
I felt that people using her was almost a crutch, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. And so I, I'm honestly happy with this change. You know, there, there's so many, uh, you know, the one thing Guild is not lacking is decent 10 stone models, right? And and taking her out of keyword w- would have been a 10 stone model. Yeah, fair. Well, actually, probably, actually, more honestly, probably a 12 stone model because you're usually taking leadline coat with her. So yeah, I, I'm happy for it. And honestly, you're right. Like as far as journalists, it makes it way better for journalists. Okay. I don't know absolutely everything about this game. Everyone knows that. I only have my sort of group, my social group, which is relatively big, but um, to go off of as far as like what's great and what's bad in this game. So, but according to this bubble that I'm in, Guild and Neverborn are behind the curve. They're arguably the worst factions in the game as far as... How do I put this? Their options are limited compared to others. I think that's the biggest thing. You you, You have keywords who do not compete nearly as well. And yes, yeah, Neverborn has Dreamer, who's incredibly competitive, right? But you also have keywords in Neverborn that, you know, rarely see play. Because they they just have to do so much more, jump through so many more hoops, uh, yeah. and guild guild is a in a similar spot. Yeah, and the great thing about Malfo is that you can still win with these guys and still win win pretty regularly. You just still have fewer options. I think it's something that you don't necessarily see on top tables because really really good players can still work around that. It's more of a mid table and lower table thing where people are having more of a struggle. But anyways, if if that if that is true. Which I have, I as far as I know, it seems to be the case. Um, those people are going to be very upset by this because they see it not as they don't see Fiona as a crutch. They see her more as a life preserver, um, something that's holding back the tide of just constantly losing with the faction, and that's being taken away without them being given any enough buffs or a replacement to fit that role. So that is what the counter argument I would see being for changing Fiona in this way. Yeah, and I and I think that part of that is that one of the reasons that this I think errata is going to be very controversial um, across the board is that we see a lot of nerfs and very few buffs to, to models, and I think that that just that just doesn't always feel good, right? Yes, a lot of these nerfs I think were even including Fiona, were necessary to the health of the game. But I think that also raising up a lot of models that don't see a lot of play or shoring up some of the weaknesses in some of the factions would have also been nice to see. And I think that that's where the frustration for a lot of folks, and I think a lot of the controversy is going to be, is that, you know, balance across the board is, you know, mixing a little bit of the the hard to swallow with, uh, you know, things that, that feel good, right? And we're mostly getting a lot of the stuff that's hard to swallow. Yeah. But um, that's probably enough on that topic. We can go into general feels uh, later. We got, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, Hey, Neverborn. Hey, uh, Eli, your time to shine. Speaking of nerfs, I do, I do two things in this group. I talk about Neverborn and I make other people sound smarter. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Neverborn now. Uh, so Serena Bowman is, um, yeah, they, they weren't nice to her. <laughs> she was uh she's she's probably the neverborn equivalent of Fiona where she was taken a lot and so they felt like they needed to do something about that. Her uh swift action trigger on her heel uh was replaced with quick reflexes 
which means she, if she's doing it a second time, she has to do it on a different target. Horrific reality was her ability to um, decrease the stat of her melee attack to be able to do that, uh, to draw a line of sight from and range from a friendly nightmare model within eight inches. That has been removed and is now the the attack uh, tendrils was replaced with uh, with horrific reality, and uh, yeah, it's very different. It goes from two inches to one inch. It goes from a two four six to a two three four, but it no longer has to decrease the stat to draw range and line of sight from a friendly nightmare within eight inches. Overall, I find that to be a uh, a decrease in the quality of the attack. Her health, uh, which was eight wounds, is now down to six, and her defense was reduced from six to five. So she was really good in Everborn because she was very survivable. She's less so now. She had good uh, engagement range and attack. She doesn't have that as much now. And she was a good healer, and now she has to spread that out instead of being able to really boost somebody. So, Serena... (laughs) That's a pretty big beating. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot. That's that's a lot. I'm I'm sorry for your loss, Eli. I I expected something to happen to Serena in the next round. I didn't expect all of her best qualities to be attacked at once. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will say that I think that um, where where I I think that they just like they they addressed things that needed to be addressed, but they they just overdid it in a couple areas. You know, like changing bottle of painkillers to have you know quick reflexes and instead of swift action. I think that's a good change. You know, she that means that she can like heal herself and somebody else, but I mean, not she just, can already like, chain do that. the heels. Well, but I'm saying, but not chain the heels onto the the same thing with a bonus action, right? Like um, that 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 part I think is is very powerful. But I think her cost still at being at eight just does not reflect what she is now. Like. To me, like a cost seven would be more appropriate. Yeah. My my thought is I feel like they're setting her up, or rather, before she had the option of being a second-line fighter with tendrils plus horrific realitying through a nightmare, now they're setting her up where that is her role. She can't hold down an area anymore because she'll fold. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you, Rob. You, they, they went just a little overboard. I feel like if horrific reality had kept the two-inch range... So she could do it through, say, Chompy Bits or Teddy and still have them use their two-inch range to keep themselves safe. That would help out here. I, I think if they had left her with Defense 6, the reduction in wounds while still having Demise Eternal would hurt less. But they didn't, so yeah, that's not great. Because even if they're setting her up to be a second-line fighter, she's still going to be closer than that 8-inch range... Uh, that horrific reality allows because she only has a three inch range on bottle of painkillers. Yeah. So at most she's going to be like five, six inches away from a fight, which is still very much in something, get around your Teddy and charge her range. Right. And I, and, and again, I think the cost thing, right. is part of like the issue that I have when I see her, because demise eternal is one thing, but having only the, the sixth health and the fact that, you know, yeah, she's got disguised, which is great, but, because Demise Eternal is once per turn, that means that she's going to fold to shooting yep. real fast. Yep. Um, especially concentrated, concentrated range crew. She will just fold incredibly fast. 
Yeah. I, I think maybe keeping her eight wounds with uh, hard to kill might have been a better option here and keeping the defense Absolutely. six. Yeah, with, with only six wounds, not even concentrated range, because like, just the common range that you take when you face Neverborn because you know they can't shoot you back. That's mm-hmm. just, she's just easy pickings at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, and the the eight wounds hard to kill just would have been, uh, I think, in some ways, a lot more versatile, too, um, and provide a little bit more. It, it still would have stayed within theme, mm-hmm. right? And and would justify, I think, some of the other changes because she would still be more survive. She, she would feel a little bit more survivable because even with Demise Eternal, like two concentrated like activations of shooting are just going to annihilate her. Or if a master, you know, at range wants to get mm-hmm. rid of her. Yeah. Well, and, and that also, without Demise Eternal, that leaves an extra card in Dreamer's hand. And he would love that, because yeah. that's the best <laughs> way to deal with Dreamer, is to just attack and, and I think the reason, and I think the reason, correct me if I'm wrong, Eli, that one of the reasons it hurts is that she still feels necessary, right? Like, there's still things on yeah. her, you know, on her card that Neverborn needs, but now they're getting it at a, a very high cost in a very fragile model. Yes. Yeah, she's... I, I haven't taken her out of keyword a whole lot. I tried not... I've tried not to rely on her, but I... It's really hard to keep models alive without her. <laughs> it's, she's she's one of the... And to have her be out there in the fight, keeping things alive and not dying, super helpful. When you make her not good at those three things, or I'm not going to say not good, but less good at those three things, and then not reflect that in the cost Mm -hmm. that's kind of hard to take yeah but certainly dreamer's still good and he'll be fine right right (laughs) (laughs) my boy dreamer so first change cost increased from 12 to 15 very reasonable and i have no complaints about this what um yeah you're bringing if you're gonna hire a summoner in as your second master it should cost more it's that's a fair change and i i I agree with that does it matter anymore with gg2 (laughs) that's another episode (laughs) i have i have a rat assault for tonight the gg2 salt will come a different night (laughs) uh manifest nightmares his summon uh the range was removed because it was not necessary all his models come in buried anyway uh and it's restricted to summoning non-constructs so dreamer will no longer be summoning and stitched together and he has gained vivid nightmares ability which is uh during the start phase choose and discard half of the friendly cards removed from the game so dreamer has uh gained infamy as the master who can remove all of the bad cards from his deck because some people have uh taken advantage of that and so now they had to do something about it. Uh, this is, it's, it's, it's fair. It doesn't feel great when you have to put all those cards that you just removed from the, uh, the deck back into it, but they are going, they are being discarded. So they're out of, out for another turn. You get to choose which cards you're putting back in. And that's a big thing because sometimes I have often, flipped three really high cards and didn't want to remove any of them from the game. And seeing as I can no longer uh, summon and stitch together to solve that problem for me, I can now just at the beginning of the next turn, put them in my discard pile. So what you're saying is now every dreamer list starts with at least one stitch together. Every dreamer list starts with at least one stitch. together. Yes. (laughs) And maybe not every dreamer list starts with Serena Bowman. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like you're saving two stones there overall. 
That's a very positive way of looking at that. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Very I'm, positive. <laughs> I like if this was in a vacuum, I'm totally cool with these changes. But with the fact that Serena gets kicked in the nards, just kind of really sucks for nightmare players. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. But uh, like Guild, we got we got a buff with our nerfs, right? Right. Right, weird. We got a, we got a, we got a buff, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, no, I you got, I'm... no, you got GG too. Okay, moving <laughs> on to our case. Yeah. <laughs> ah, good old, good old Leviticus. Yeah, he got several things changed uh, on him. Might be now. This is me, me talking here. It might be a bit on the much side as far as changes go, but. Yeah, weird Doug, the guy who absolutely <laughs> hates Leviticus. Um, first up, channel is now just when he activates, it can take two damage to gain focus plus one, which is... Not worth it with the focus changes. No. Yeah, no. Not, not really. I mean, unless he's getting I guess distracted. if he's using it, yeah, if he's using it right away, but still, it feels like a bit much. Yeah, not only is it like only one action is going to benefit from this, I mean, he can only have one action benefit, but also he can't double stack it with focus, which honestly, I, I, that's the part I like about this. If it was just every act, act, attack action, you could take two to gain focus plus one, that I'd, I'd still be okay with it. Next up, Pariah's Soul. He's no longer just straight up healing eight wounds. It is now one plus the health of the hollow waif. He explodes to come back onto the board. Um, Along with that, he no longer removes conditions, so he's still on fire, poisoned, s- slow, and unhappy. Um, that's 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 a pretty that's a pretty big hit. Yes. Uh, Weights are like what five wounds? Four, I think. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, here, I'll check. I'll, I'll Thanks, check DZ. Well. <laughs> five, five. Man. So now he is at most going up to six wounds as opposed to eight. Uh, Moving along, because there's still more changes. Ruinous Repairs is reduced from 8 inches to 6, and now the 3-inch um, check for friendly models is an aura, so you can't do that over the top of walls. A side nerf benefit thing is that his attack action is no longer a 5 and a crow. It is a 6 and a tome. So, more reliable stabbing, but now he's less focusing on pumping out a ton of damage, but he's getting more reliable summoning, which some people will like, some people will hate. Overall, you seem... I guess my, my issue is the same thing with what we discussed with Dreamer, is that a lot of Amalgam models are getting hit. Uh, well, well, three. Him, and the Jumpy Boys, <laughs> and the Scavengers, uh, which just, just seems a lot for one keyword to take, but I want to hear you guys' opinion. I th- I think that uh the channel is probably the biggest one in my opinion. Um Pariah's Soul I think for the most part seems pretty fair cuz it's still 6 health, right? Like that that's still good. And not having the built-in trigger for for death touch, I think it's fine too. Um but really the channel I think is is where like you're going to have to make a lot of serious decision making between using that and using um, uh, the crow trigger on his uh, on the death touch for the necrotic de- decay, um, he's going to be even more of a cruise missile now. 
I think. And it just, I, I agree. I think it's a little much. The condition part is the part that mostly messes me up. Cause that was some people I saw suggested we'd use that to get out of all the burning or all the poison that they were stuck in, or as coming up soon, the, all the distracted. And now that's just going to be rough. And so, I can't, uh, off the top of my head, I can't recall how much uh, general condition removal Outcast has to hire. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, you got Johan. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Johan, full stop. Yeah. The uh, Catalan Brawler as well. Mm-hmm. But he's not published yet. <laughs> that, that card could also change, I guess. But that's another option. So, yeah. I, I'm with you, uh, Doug. Like, it, there were things that needed change. Um, and in a vacuum, it wouldn't seem as bad, but it it seems a little too much. And I guess we'll see, but okay. it just it just feels a little like a little too much. Okay, Jeff. So I'm here to talk about the scavenger nerf. So scavengers lost the forage action, which I liked. I mean, I took them a lot out of. I don't play a lot of um, amalgam in Outcast, but I took them out everywhere because they were useful. Now they're not very useful. <laughs> um, so the weird device got changed to a bonus action, which is kind of odd because it was one for activation anyway, so I don't know why that changed in the first place. It's also reduced down from 8 inches to 6 inches. Um, and But you get a bonus when you're, get, when you're um, targeting an amalgam minion. So it's better because now at least it can be copied because it doesn't have the word um, abomination in it. <laughs> So, baby steps, baby steps. Um, the burnout and the vanish triggers are replaced with Nakaside, which I like Nakaside, and ex- an unexpected explosion, which I didn't look up. What's that one do? <laughs> Remove any one marker within two inches in line of sight of the target, which is actually pretty yeah. cool. We're getting a lot of remove marker stuff now, aren't we? Everyone's getting a lot of that. That's getting weird. Um <laughs> Thanks, explorers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overall, it's n- not as good. It's just not <laughs> as bad as it, you know. It's not terrible, mind you. It's still a decent model. It'll still do what it needs to do. But it's kept a couple steps down, unfortunately. But still worth six stones, though. W- would you say that was more because of the out-of-keyword stuff that was happening with it? That's probably what caused it, unfortunately, because the weird device is a great, great ability. I don't care what people say. Six inches, eight inches, taking it either way. But the forage was really useful because even if it's two inches, a little bit of rain scheme removal, always helpful. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it on Paul Crockett, so yeah. I, I get it. I think another thing they were possibly addressing is that you bring a scavenger to make Rusty fast. And now yeah. there's no fast making. You use a scavenger to make everyone fast. I'm not talking about. <laughs> well, for for attack, rusty is. Yeah, as well. a, a bit much. I think yeah. I mean yes, but I spread that around to everybody. I mean, well, you're a nice person. Yeah, you know, throwing it on Eric, throwing it on um, Vanessa, throwing it on Ronan. Anyone who's nearby, if everyone gets fast. I don't care. That's just all right. Midnight stalker. <laughs> oh, all right. So Midnight Stalker went from uh, seven health to eight, so a little bit of a buff there. But it's because he lost Demise Eternal, 
which yeah and so then also threatened got replaced with work of art and hidden plain sight got replaced with face in the crowd and so overall um you know all these abilities are, are things that you know uh, with the exception of work of art, we we hadn't really seen that before. Uh, what that does is target gains adversary enemy until the end phase after the target is killed. Drop a scheme marker within two inches of it, and there's an on your heels trigger uh, enemy only. Place the small into base contact with the target. It's also an eight inch range, six stat uh, resist willpower, so pretty decent action. Um, I think he's still going to mostly be used as you know a super schemer. Uh, the big thing is that with everything that he has on on his card to begin with, um, from you know manipulative to showboating um, to having the leap um, and invader, he really demise eternal was a little too much. Um, overall, I think these are good changes. I think you're still going to see the midnight stalker. Uh, he's just going to actually die once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> and and he'll be in line with other eight soulstone super schemers, right? Like you will be a little bit more in line with a, you know, a Desper or a blessed of December. Right. Um, and that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I like these changes. Yeah. I don't, but I'm an outcast player. So, you know, I'm biased. <laughs> hey, I play outcast too. And I, I am glad to see, you know, him not have device eternal at the very least to not hear anybody else complain about it when I play him. <laughs> yeah. Because he's still good. He's still going to do what he needs to do. Big Jake. On to the largest Jacob. Uh, so he's had a few changes. Uh, the biggest one is his demise unexpected return has been a little massaged. Now it's no longer a summon. It is once per game, after he's killed, he heals two and is buried. Then, if buried this way during the any start phase, he can unbury into base contact with a friendly model. So really, this, to me, says we wanted Big Jake to still do the comeback and be able to scheme right away, or at all, so he couldn't summon anymore. So he's the same Big Jake as he was at the beginning of the game. He's just going to go away and come back whenever you want him to. Add to that, he also is gaining regen 1, so every turn he's buried, he's moving up from that 2 health. And then his Consult the Ancestors changed, uh, and it's now look at the top two cards in his Fate deck and discard any number of them. Doesn't say anything about Jokers. Place the remaining cards on top of your Fate deck in any order. So you can effectively go, I like both of these, but I want them in a different order, or I dislike one of them, or I dislike both of them. I think for five stones, he's still really good. And this is just a, a future proofing him from the upcoming or the now live uh, summoning changes, basically. Oh, I see what you mean. That makes sense. I like him now. Yeah. I, I missed some of his changes when I told someone they were, it was kind of meh. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't think it makes mercenary like a top tier <laughs> keyword, but yeah, I think he's worth the, the cost now at least. Yeah. Yeah, I've been taking them all third. Yeah, I, I think it opens up a few more schemes with him, too, because now, since he's not summoning a new Big Jake, you could use him for Vendetta. And yep. if he, quote-unquote, dies, he goes under, and you just leave him there until the end of the game, pop him yep. up, and he's still alive. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Talos. Talos. It's one of those. <laughs> I don't actually know the pronunciation. Weird. 
Um, lots of stuff. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, first up, the End of the Flames action bumped up its stat. It's now stat 6, which makes more sense for an 8 soulstone model. Um, Flames of the Void now also reduces buried models, reduces their dual totals by half their burning, which is a bit of math, but more or less has a lot more synergy with Terra. Uh, willpower went up, defense went up, Void Hammer can now target buried models, rejoice Terra players, and the Glimpse of the Void trigger on the hammer has been replaced with Void Maw, that says that you can if the mark target isn't buried, then you can take the into the furnace action to bury them. Nice, yeah, a lot more useful. Mm-hmm. Is, is that another buff? It is. Yeah, Weird. I'm scared too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I think the void hammer one is the biggest deal to me. Um, being able to to actually like target uh, buried models is, is huge. Yeah, and it's what it needed. Okay, um, upgrade next. Yeah, so Wanted Criminal, everything changed. <laughs> um, absolutely everything changed. Let me let me pull this bad boy up. So the, you know, I'm not going to go into like, you know, what became what, but I will just talk about the actual new abilities. So uh, Escape Plan um, is when this mall activates, if it is within two inches of a table edge or impassable terrain, it may move up to two inches. Uh, so a nice little bit of free movement. They also, the model also gains the bonus action free loot, which we all know and love. Um, and so targeting enemy scheme marker with a three, and you place this model into base contact with the target, then remove the target and draw a card. Really fun for several minions, I think, in Outcast that makes it uh, really worthwhile is that there, the minion only ability is gaining disguised. Overall, I love these changes. It makes it uh, uh, still a very useful upgrade, uh, just in a, in a different way. But I think that it, it can really alter the playstyle of a lot of different models, um, whether they are minions, enforcers, henchmen, or even masters. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for this. <laughs> it, it, it's good. It's good. I like it. I don't know what else to say. It's great. It's It's another buff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, what's the heck? Like, Why are Outcast getting some? <laughs> uh, resident Outcast expert, do you have any thoughts? Well, I really did miss the skies on my Ronin, so this is cool to be able to put that back on them because that because you charge, you hit them once. That's your act. In um, you you can't get, get the skies. You only get the one attack after the charge. Next turn, I push away three inches and just walk away from you, and. I really miss that, and I'm maybe happy to put that back in. So a lot of good stuff for you know mercenaries coming around. I'm I'm very pleased with this. Um, I'm gonna miss Swagger though, honestly, because that's one of the only things I really use that for. But oh well. Okay, let's move to Rezzers now. Second to last, a lot of changes with Rezzers. Eli, start us off. So I'm gonna start us off with the Necropunk. The only change on that one is the the leap stat changed from a four with a built-in mask to a six. So it, it, you're it's going to be easier to get off number wise, harder to get off uh, suit wise. Uh, he's so overall a, a nerf. Yeah, it's it's yeah statistically going to be a little bit harder to get off. Once again, amalgams being hit. This also touches on transmortis. There's a there's a lot of card draw on that crew, right? Yeah, that there's a, there's a ton of card draw on that crew. <laughs> so probably gonna be fine on that one. It's mostly it sounds like it's mostly hitting 
hitting Amalgam on this one again. Yeah, this is very one-sided as far as who gets hurt more, I think. I mean, it's not better for Transmorris. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Transmorris is going to have a better chance, a much better chance of fishing out the card you need for this leap. Yeah. God, they have a lot of cards on. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's move on to Sybil. All right. Red Chapel friends, rejoice. Your madam is worth taking now. And she's cheaper. She's now gone down from 10 to 9 stones. You do have to pay for that a little bit with her health going from 12 to 10, but she's still terrifying. She's still hard to wound. She'll be fine. A bump in the night, which has had a little change. It's now after an enemy model ends a move engaged by a friendly Red Chapel model within Aura 6. If it is not the enemy model's activation, that model, the enemy model, gains distracted one instead of the friendly model gaining focused. Now, I know what you're thinking at first, but I want my focused. I want to be able to hit them harder. Right. But your keyword also actually uses the distracted in various interesting ways. Those bells can use that distracted to hit harder. This is good. It's just auto-handing out the distracted. And that's in a crew that has the most offensive movement of any crew I can think of. You can get this off left, right, and center with minimal help. Uh, just put Sybil between, like, two Red Chapel minions. It'll just happen. Uh, the one change to the back of her card is on Undivided Attention. It is now, uh, until the end phase, enemy models within range, still 6-inch aura, suffer minus one to their dual totals during their activation. So, yeah, it's overall... Solid change here with that handing out the distracted just automatically. Can I hire her in, in performer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that you called the madam uh, cheaper. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates that. I'm sure she appreciates that. Uh, she's dead. She doesn't care. <laughs> she's good. Uh, I'm excited for Red Chapel fans. I got, I got no complaint. I got no complaint. Okay, moving on. Toshiro. Cool. Our other uh, Rezzer henchman getting hit in this case uh, is Toshiro. His unending fealty, his summon action, uh, is no longer once per turn, but it is now a bonus action. So it's now competing against Foulmouth Motivation. Uh, it has also gotten harder. It now needs a 12 of crows to go off instead of a 10 of crows. Hmm. And then Daimo's gift, which is the target gains focus, and then he has two built-in triggers on it, that is friendly minion only. So you can only do it to, to... I think this was just minion only before, or it was friendly only. Now you can only do it to minions. But makes sense for Toshiro. He was all about leadership, which is helping minions anyway, so it should be him hanging around some minions, helping him out. He's just focused on that, and summoning is a little harder. I think it'll be fine. Lamp pads. So the... Revenant uh, Bernie boys um, have a lot of changes. First things up, uh, they their demise, um, the heal from it redu- uh, is reduced by from three to two. They got the final veil replaced with Flaming Body, which as a reminder for folks is uh, when this model suffers damage, it may reduce the value of its burning condition by up to two to reduce the damage it suffers by an equal amount. Um, additionally, they, uh, lost the undead characteristic. They also got reduced, uh, in health from nine to eight. Um, however, the hovering flame stack got 
boosted from six to seven. Uh, they also gained the Dragalong trigger on Hovering Flame, which is pretty awesome, I think. Uh, being able to, to drag along one of those Pyre markers is pretty cool. Uh, and then their Flaming Fury, their their main uh, attack, um, the stat changed from uh, a 5 to a 6 with a built-in ram. That built-in ram is important for Flame Wall, uh, which is uh, target must have burning plus 3 or greater. Create a 50 millimeter uh, hazardous burning plus 1 higher marker within one inch of the target so overall you know there, there's a it, this one doesn't feel like a nerf or a buff so much as a complete rework um of a lot of what they do overall i think it, it balances towards more of a buff overall to to definitely make these uh guys a little bit more useful in both handing out the flames but also being a little bit more survivable because now they can you know move pyres with them they can create pyres more easily and they can hang out in the burning um pyre markers and be able to uh reduce damage from it yeah i think overall this this it is more of a rework but it's definitely a buff rework they're much simpler to use and basically getting armor that's not called armor for things that you want on you anyway (laughs) yeah that's any karis player will tell you that is great yep absolutely yeah, now they're probably worth assembling. <laughs> All right. No, I agree. Better, better models. Uh, let's move on to the big bad, Professor Von Stuck. There's a lot here. Another master that got just beat up. All right. So, truth be known, I do not do resers that much. I don't even play against resers that much. So, here we go, though. So, gruesome lecture. The weak damage got reduced from. Uh, week two of the blast to just week two, which is a big because it also anyone who gets damaged by the attack gets injured one. So all those weeks, except for the person getting hit, no longer gets that area of effect. So that's going to be impressive. Positive results change to friendly minion only. Remove a scheme mark within two inches of the target as of the cost. So now you just can't hand out that fast to everyone around you. You have to actually skin it up first by getting that marker down first. And that's going to slow things down for you. And now that it's minion only, you can't do it to the valedictorian. Right. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, peer review. So the stat was decreased from 6 to 5, and the target was increased from 12 with a crow to 14 with a crow. So kicked in the nuts on that one. True disappointment. Uh, change the target suffers damage equal to the value of one ended condition to a maximum of three. Before it was a minimum of one. So you could throw injured on people all day long and rip it off of them for you know five, six, seven, whatever damage. Now you're just getting one, two, or three out of it. So more nut kicking on this side. Administrative review. Remove this model may as part of the text. So just clean up on that one, really. Academic broadcast. Change to once per turn. Friendly transmortis model within range may either gain focus plus one or move to two inches. The surge trigger is removed, and the recruitment drive range is an aura, is an aura of ten now. So again, I'm not fully up on how on how transmortis works. I played them once; it was kind of funny. What I'm seeing out of this is so you 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 have to put more resources into putting out your lecture upgrade with the peer review change. You can't make the valedictorian a turn one death missile of fast moving her up, you know, gain focus from wherever. 
and have that upgrade to kill something and immediately get like a minimum, what is it, eight stone swing, I think, by killing something and summoning something new. So I'm I'm good anytime we're we're saying less good things about <laughs> win more summoning. Um, removing the surge trigger, his crew doesn't need more uh, card draw. They're made of card draw. Every single one of Seriously. them. Yeah. So I, I think that's fine. It, it's going to be a reconnoitering for any Stuck players to kind of adjust to this, but I don't think this is going to... He's the only one in the crew besides the uh, Necropunks that had any changes. The rest of the crew already really didn't need the help. He's going to be fine. It's just going to be a, a change of play. Yeah, really what it means uh, w- with him, and I think it was necessary, is that every time I played against Von Stuck, you know, everything just seemed to come a little too easily. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now there are some added in costs that I think still, I think he still is going to be a, 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 a top end master, but he's just, it's not just point and click anymore. Right. Speaking of easy. <laughs> so we got uh, what, undergraduate joke, undergraduates, undergraduates <laughs> next, not a whole lot changed, but it's, Pretty significant for how they were used, as I understand. Uh, Buyer's side has been removed. That's the uh, ability that lets them at the start of their activation place within two inches of a friendly model, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, pretty easy to uh, pretty easy to uh, play around with and get them all over. Hmm? And, uh, get them all over because you got fast moving models in uh, Transmortis, and also has they also had Mate to Kill, which is once per activation, when this model is placed, it may take a melee action. So basically, as soon as they activate, every time they activate, they can place and attack a thing. Uh, and then they start their turn. Yeah. Uh, so that's been removed. However, they have gained a tendant trigger on lead the way, which is when resolving, instead of pushing this model, uh, place it into base contact with another friendly model within four inches. So they do still have a place to get their uh, mate to kill off but it is much more limited in where they can do it, and they have to get off the uh, the lead-the-way action and have the mask trigger for it. And the other thing I've noticed, you can also still get the made-to-kill attack off when they're summoned, if you're summoning them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, by your side on a six stone models. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, some, some hits. Some hits to Von Stuck, to Transmorris. I think they'll be okay. They still have their incredible survivability and card draw to fall back on. So I don't think this is, this is ruining them. Uh, next up is Akirio. Next up is Akirio. The only change to her is, um, Kira's soul got changed. And basically what happens is that now when she's summoned, she's picking up, uh, an upgrade. So now instead of coming in summoned, uh, getting an extra activation with two attacks and no really downside, she's coming in slow. When she takes that excavation, she's plinking the damage off of Kirai. So all in all, I I, I like this. I think I I have my feelings about Kirai and the Arami <laughs> keyword, but it's 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 something. It's it's at least standing off one of the sharper edges of her. And gaining grounds too finishes off the rest. Oh yeah. Okay. So dead writer. Oh, hang on, Eli's coming back in. Give us two seconds. Sorry, you're good. I can I can take Sun, by the way. Okay. That was going to be my recommendation. All right. Uh, so Dead Rider uh, had a couple changes. 
The main one being Revel in Death, the bonus action that levels up every crow you put into it. This now no longer damages any mo- enemy models within range by default. The base of this for a 6 and 1 crow is enemy models in pulse 6 gain injured 1. Still really good. And then the Soul Fire, the ultimate 5 crow trigger on this, is now... Uh, instead of having a damage flip for everything, it's just a flat damage to still ignoring hard to kill and demise abilities. Still really good, but I think this is just going to speed up the game a lot as opposed to going, I make this happen. I flip a bunch of damages and probably kill like four things. Uh, this is going to be a good finishing move at this point, which is, I, I think, solid. The demise ignoring is new, isn't it? Uh, I think so, maybe. I know it used to ignore hard to kill. Oh, and it it still yeah. adds a soul stone for every enemy model killed this way. So yeah, good finisher. And that's, well, I won't say that's everything in Rezzers, but that's everything in the Rezzers no. section. Uh, we will get to the last couple Rezzer things in the next section of Ten Thunders. But <laughs> any any final thoughts on Dead Rider? No. I, 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 think they're, I, think they're, I think they're mostly good changes. You know, I, it Injured in a essentially twelve inches, like twelve inch diameter, is really freaking good. So yeah, for, uh, especially 14. on a bonus action. Yeah, fourteen yeah. on a fifty mil. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, that's true. That's true. Fourteen on a fifty mil. So yeah, I mean, I think that uh, ultimately it, it's good stuff. And Soulfire, yeah, it, it, great finisher. And I mean, honestly, I, I think compared to some of the other writers, uh, Dead Rider, I more often see being truly used for for you know, damaging and getting the ride with me and, you know, doing reap and, and that sort of thing anyway. So I think these revel and deaths are, are fit more with overall what I, I normally see it, it used for. Yeah. I, I think the, someone's going to compare this to, well, the hooded rider didn't get hit. You're right. Because the hooded rider actually has to make attacks for everybody in that range that can be cheated mm-hmm. and missed. Uh, this was just, oh, you're in range, I do damage to you. Yeah, this needed to uh, bring down, I think this feels better. Pale Rider didn't get hit either. It could, well, in Pale Rider, like, it, it causes charges, right? And, and that sort of thing, so. I figured all of them yeah. get hit for this time around, but only half of them did, so it's interesting. Well, Pale Rider got hit last time. Oh. Yeah. All right, Ten Thunders. Uh, Rob, how about you tell us all about our favorite Indiana Jones person? <laughs> yeah, Mr. McCabe uh, has gotten quite a few changes. Really just to the mounted version. Um, his dismounted has not changed at all. So the big thing that I think a lot of folks are going to be very excited about is he's no longer going to ping pong everything <laughs> to death. So the bull whip uh, stat changed from a six built-in ram to just a six, and now it pushes the target one inches instead of, uh, or one inch instead of pushing McCabe two inches. His re- health was also reduced from twelve to ten. Make way! Oh, I will get to make way. <laughs> Careful, it's cursed. Um, may attach the artifact to McCabe, but cannot target himself. And he gained drag along uh, trigger on ride with me, which is pretty great. Uh, so now he can actually, you know, bring those uh, looted supply markers with him um, as needed, uh, which can be kind of fun. And then he also had Make Way replaced with Adventure Awaits, which is reduce the TN of actions on other friendly wastrels by two. 
overall, uh, this dramatically changes uh, a lot of aspects of his play style. You know, before McCabe was going to, as I said, ping pong things to death, he's going to, uh, you know, he's going to get upgrades out with Luna more often than not. And then he's going to, you know, try and find some of the, you know, more vulnerable targets to uh, drain the opponent opponent's hand of resources and then speed away and go and try and do the same thing somewhere else or then scheme. Even though in, you know, uh, especially in Thunders, he can take other big beaters who can also do that resource drain. It did feel a little bit much um, and at times a little too oppressive. <laughs> losing out on that though the the balance now is is i think that you'll more often see the net gun used a lot more because it's still really good being able to throw uh slow and staggered out especially on a, a moderate or severe uh damage flip and i think the bigger bigger thing here is it's leaning more into him as kind of a super scheme runner um and support element for the crew especially with adventure weights which any mccabe player watchdog player can tell you um that you know, part of the reason he sometimes felt like uh, still that he needed that the ability to, you know, kind of bowling ball and ping pong into uh, things to drain their resources is that a lot of things in McCabe's crew um, relied on very high uh, TNs. Um, and so having those lowered is going to allow the crew to shine a little bit more while uh, taking away some of the oppressive elements of him uh getting it in somebody's face and, and taking away their hand. Now he, he kind of flips to, you know, easing the hand pressure on its own crew, as opposed to uh, putting the pressure on at least himself on the opposing opponent's hand. Yeah. I, I love this. I, I am absolutely chuffed to uh, see this across the table and I'm actually really excited to play him now without feeling like I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> No offense, Rob. <laughs> hey, hey, none taken. None taken. <laughs> um, also, we we breezed through this. But I felt I, bad too. <laughs> um, we breezed through this, but I careful. It's cursed is actually usable now. It's a ten inch range, no flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you choose an artifact upgrade attached to other friendly model. Enemy models within pulse two of the target need a thirteen willpower, so you're still applying hand pressure through target numbers or suffer two damage, and gain injured two. And then the main difference is, you're no longer discarding the upgrade, you're attaching that to McCabe. So if you have someone of, oh no, that person's going to die, and it took me a lot of like actions and, and setup to get that upgrade out, I would like to keep it, but that person's going to die anyway, you're at least getting something out of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, his upgrades are still going to be very useful on him. Mm-hmm. Um but this also encourages doing the um, upgrade cycling throughout the crew uh, for fast earlier on as well, Um, because now it's less of a priority to just put, you know, the sword, the phantasm or the, the uh, time-worn blade into McCabe's hands to just go and, you know, absolutely annihilate something. Now, you know, I wouldn't say you're discouraged from that, but it, it's not as much of a slam dunk anymore. Uh, now you have more reason to uh, spread the love around and kind of play a, a more of a flanking harassment uh, and control game with this game. Yeah. As opposed to running over people and then running over people and then running over people. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I, I would classify that as, a bit of a nerf, a bit of a buff. It's really more of a rework, like we've said before. 
Yeah. yeah he, he, it's a rework. I think it's sideways, yep. you know, um, because he, he's still going to be tapped here. In, in my opinion, he's just different mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, the main thing is that protect, pro- you know, you do not want him getting dismounted. No. That's the no. big thing. Um, and so you're going to see him not throw himself into harm's way as often anymore as well with that um, 10 health, because the main thing is that that dismounted version does not have adventure no. awaits. Um, and so the, your, your whole game is going to get a lot harder if you lo- lose him early. Yeah. Luckily 10 thunders has an upgrade that gives him uh, hard to kill. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, bit of a, a side grade on him, uh, but I would say our, our next one is probably mostly buff, uh, and that is Yoko. Uh, Eli, take it away. Yeah, so there's quite a bit of changes on Yoko. Um, the first one being exotic weapons has been replaced with cutting words. Exotic weapons was a 2-3-4 damage track. This is a 1-3-4 damage track, and the target gains slow. Um, it's still a one inch range, but it's a stat six instead of five and it goes against a willpower. So it's a bit more, uh, thematic for her. And also putting out slow is pretty nice for a, a very slightly changed damage track that only matters if you're on weak. Uh, it does not have the no witnesses trigger anymore, which was built into exotic weapons. Mm-hmm. But, um, but getting slow automatically is, that's a pretty good thing to have. Yeah, that's much more thematic than I get through your armor and do plus one damage. Exactly. No one used um, the trigger anyway because it was terrible to try to get off and do the calculations for that. So it wasn't even worth it. Yeah. So Riddles in the Dark, uh, the stat has gone up to seven and it has gained three triggers. So there is a trigger on every suit, which is really nice. So the three triggers that it gains are... There we go. Mental trauma, quick reflexes, and visions of glamour. So, mental trauma on a crow. Target must either discard a card or suffer three damage. Uh, quick reflexes. Take this action again, targeting a different model. It's on a mask. And on the tomes, visions of glamour. Enemy models within pulse two of the target gain distracted plus one. Uh, and she still has the information network on the RAM. So, yeah, having a trigger on every, every suit is really nice because and they're all solid they're all solid almost always useful triggers like i don't think i'd be upset with any one of them yeah especially at a stat seven that's fantastic mm-hmm. so that's how it works visions of glamour is going to visions of glamour especially with the changes to focus and distracted are going to absolutely <laughs> ruin <certain laughs> <Yep>. setups <laughs> yeah you know it, even, even some of the newer ones right like spell eater transmutating onto uh witchling thralls right to get turn their burning two into focus two right with this now you, you know you potentially can not only negate all of their focus but then you know hand out even more distracted to uh the models who are going to be in close proximity it's it's really good mm-hmm. so the next change is blackmail uh was replaced with we own you tactical action so she has an a tactical action now, which she did not have previously. <laughs> um, blackmail was the target has to discard up to two cards. This model's crew gains two pass tokens, minus one for each discarded card, which usually resulted in you getting two pass tokens because uh, discarding two cards sucks. Well, now we have We Own You, which is a once per turn target non-master with distracted plus two or more. 
Uh, target must take a non-charge general or melee action chosen and controlled by this model, which is uh, very different from the We Own You trigger that was previously on Blackmail. But it's a stat 7, uh, trigger 12, so you just need a 5 to get it off. It's unresisted, quasi-obey. Yeah, you just got to do the setup of distracted yeah. plus 2. And before anybody goes, well, why do I want to obey you pseudo obey you to take an attack versus your own people if you have distracted two on you distracted only ticks down if you attack an enemy so they don't care about their distracted when they're attacking their friends i'm very focused on hurting my own allies Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i gotta be the uh i gotta be the weird guy i always point this out when things like this come up um tactical action so you can uh terracotta warrior this now too with just like you oof (laughs) <laughs> Holy crap, that means they have something they can actually do that's worthwhile? Dango. Yeah, creepy, isn't it? Interesting. Uh, it also comes with the uh, the fleeting moments trigger, which is, after resolving, gain two pass tokens. So there's those two pass tokens that you weren't going to get because blackmail's gone. Well, if you get a crow, <laughs> you have them now. Yeah, and that only needs a five to go off, so that's yeah. worth cheating. And a ten-inch range yeah. keeps her yeah. keeps her from being in the middle of things. Yeah, that six-inch range previously was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And the, the other thing about We Own You that's also great is that uh, it now makes you, uh, Yoko a really great take into other distracted heavy crews, right? Because now if distracted is being thrown onto your own models, now you can you know target them to at least have them go and do something uh, like a, a general action. Because, you know, oh, that uh, Kabuki warrior, you know, yeah, they've got distracted two on them, but I guess I can have them go and do another move, or I guess I can go and have them uh, run over and you know drop a scheme marker or interact or something like that. So there, there's a lot more flexibility, I think, overall with We Own You now. Or assist off the distracted from another friend. Or, or, <laughs> or concentrate, yep, or concentrate, or assist a friend, yep, exactly. So there's a, a lot more uh, flexibility now compared to, compared to Blackmail. I will miss bonus action locking Hannah, but you know, that was just my own personal joy. <laughs> so, uh, front of her card, uh, inform- informant's ability is being replaced with silent control. Informant was when an enemy model starts its activation with an aura six. This model may look at the top cards of either player's fate deck, and then this model may place that card on the bottom of that player's fate deck. Silent control is if this model is his cruise leader. Uh, after an enemy model within Aura 6 is chosen to activate, it must either discard a card or this model may choose another enemy model in line of sight that has not activated this turn. That model must activate instead of the original. This is on um, Pandora, correct? This is the better version of what's on Pandora. Pandora has to discard mm-hmm. to make people switch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right, you're she right. Can, she can discard. This is, this, is probably, this, is, this is probably what Pandora should be able to do. Yeah, the the uh, I think the the trick here is this is this gives the control to the opponent. Yeah, the agency is on your opponent, and Pandora doesn't want that. Yeah, so no. that's the that's the trade off. Is <laughs> yeah. Pandora wants to be able to go? No, 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 no. You don't have a choice. They're going. I have I have been screwed over by that that action part. It's lost. <laughs> that's lost me a game. Who has so, that ability? Yep. So it's yeah that not giving your opponent that control is good, but this is still. Your your opponent's discarding a card if they don't give you the control. Yeah, and there's she still has unseen manipulator, uh, so 
their hand size is reduced by one. Speaking of unseen manipulator, it is no longer a leader only action. Silent control is leader only, but unseen manip- manipulator is not. Which uh, which means you can hire Yuko into whatever whatever cruise you want, and uh, she's bringing that with her. That's gonna be solid. That's yeah. Cue lots of people complaining. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Cue all of England complaining. <laughs> I mean, it's ten thunders. People are going to complain anyway. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's fair. The UK make, has already yeah. banned them, so right. that they won't exactly. complain at all. But <laughs> it's going to make that whole uh, seven-five split with uh, Misaki easier to do. Yep. Now that Misaki can be the leader. Yep. Gets the free uh, mm-hmm. free. When I, I think that works either way, because now Misaki, you can just bring her in as, like, I need an assassin. Or Misaki can go, I need an informant master. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's very thematic. I love this. Yeah. What I usually do is I bring in a Stami, so I have the seven-card hand, and they have a five-card hand. Yeah, that's that's why Misaki's good, too. If you bring her, her totem. That's right, her, that's right. Her totem has it. That's right. Forgot. Yep. So, last change is to Yuko. Shady dealings. Shady dealings and risking it all triggers have been replaced with subtle influence in Queen's Gambit. So risking it all was choose a suit when resolving the target suffers one damage for each card of the chosen suit in the opposing player's control hand. Uh, And shady dealings is for each of the opposing player's unrevealed schemes, target must discard a random card. Now she has subtle influence on the tome uh, when resolving target must discard a card of your choice and then draw a card. So this lets you... uh, uh, this lets you see into their hand. Uh, lets you choose what's their best card. Discard it. So they got a Joker in their hand. That's out of there. Um, and then they get to draw a card. But if depending on the, how good the card is, odds are it's not as good as the one that they had to discard. Yeah, and i i would I would read this as since it's when resolving, you still get to see the new drawn card. Hmm. Also important to note that that is built in. That that is the trigger. Yeah. That is oh, built you in know what? I did. I did miss that. Yeah. On, it's built the built-in tomes on backroom dealings, and uh, the mask, the mask trigger Queen's Gambit. Up to two friendly Kian Gong models in line of sight may move up to three inches. That that's, is that's real good, very good, and I love the uh, love the chess theme there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's again very thematic. She can include herself in that because you always have line of sight to yourself. Yep. Yeah, that's real good. It is an attack action though. Yeah, but the the trigger itself isn't yeah, targeting you're right, you're anybody. Right. It's the attack that's targeting other body. Uh, I think she'll probably miss shady dealings uh, because that was a nice. My crew is not currently getting bonuses for leverage because the schemes are unrevealed. But I can use that to my advantage to make you discard cards until you reveal your schemes. Uh, but there are other models that Ten Thunders has that can do that. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not a huge loss, and I think the new things are going to be very helpful. I enjoy the new things are all ten inch range. Yeah, there is yep. there is good range on this card now. There was already ten inches, but you don't have to deal with the the six inch range of blackmail. Right, that was scary. She, she is one of the, the the examples. I'd say that like she was she she is a rework that is a total buff. Yes. Yes. You know, and and we will now start to tr- truly see her more frequently on tables uh, in a variety of, of ways. We'll, we'll see the actual keyword itself more often, and we'll see her hired uh, in as well. Yeah. Because even without the extra key and going miles of secondary master, she just does a lot of good stuff 
that will just make other people unhappy. Mm-hmm. And and I know a lot of folks are going to complain about her. I think with with these buffs, but you know, you you look at her and you know she's offering a lot of control, mm-hmm. but she you know she's got a lot of weaknesses too. Um, and I think that that's an important to remember when, when looking at her and, and going up against her moving forward. Because again, she's only got ten health mm-hmm. and uh, defense five with her only like you know <laughs> defensive tech being serene countenance. So yeah, you can you can get through that. It'll be fine. Uh, moving on to something else, unlike Yoko, seen quite often in Thunders before now. Everyone's favorite uh, giant bald red pandas, uh, Tanuki. <laughs> And they have had a bit of a nerf, a bit of a, I don't want to call it a buff necessarily, but a, a bit of a refocusing. Uh, first off, their defense trigger on a tome, still on any tome because it's after resolving. Tanuki can take the interaction even if engaged, doesn't move the Tanuki like it used to. It used to place them around. Now it just takes the interact. Their don't drink that ability uh, got, I think, a useful update. It used to be uh, that the scheme markers, if, if a model ended a move in a scheme marker, they took poison one, and that just was very awkwardly worded. Now it's much more straightforward of enemy models treat scheme markers with an aura six of the Tanuki as hazardous poison one. Look, Thunders have a potential way to get poison out by these guys just standing <laughs> around, and Brewmaster's going to like this too. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> on the back of the card, they no longer have sober up. That's right. You can no longer, the, these guys are not going to be eating two or three sevens out of your hand every turn <laughs> to just pass out focus like candy. Sober up is now lifting spirits, which is once per activation. It's a range six still, and it is a four with a built-in crow versus willpower. And it needs a nine as the target number and one non-poison condition on the target. And then the crow is for the smash trigger, which is target gains poison too. So now you can reliably offensively remove a, well, you can reliably remove a debuff condition from one of your own people as long as you have a five. And then you can choose not to give them poison too, unless you're in a brewmaster crew, in which case you can do that. And you they like that. Give them poison. Exactly. Uh, or I guess if you have a fermented river monk, they would like that as well in Thunders. Or it's not super reliable because it's only a stat four, but you can offensively remove buff conditions and also give your enemies poison too. Awesome. They still have foul mouth motivations, so that's how they can still four or seven once per turn range heal one, two, three and give them focus one. That also gained a smashed trigger, but it's not built in. So really, I feel like these guys, they're a bit more of a toolbox for Thunders now as opposed to a focused candy machine. Uh, and they're <laughs> they're doing a little more with Poison to help out Brewie. So I'm totally down for this. This is great. I'm very pleased with them. And they don't take away from Brewmaster, which I play more than anything else. So yes. Yeah. The, and honestly, they're, they're better for him now. Yeah. They're just better for him now. And it, and it yeah, I, I'm... I'm excited for one to no longer hear people complain when I take one. <laughs> <laughs> Yan Lo. Yeah. Yeah. So Yan Lo. So Yan Lo himself didn't get uh, too many changes. Um, overall, the, the biggest, um, a lot of what he ch- got changed was, you know, kind of feels like a uh, uh, cleanup more than anything else. So his uh, Demise Shadow Reliquary 
got reduced from 10 inches to eight inches. Uh, seems pretty reasonable. He, you know, most times, especially because of treacherous pass, like Yamlo is not just hanging back or at least that far back from uh, things that really matter. And so I, I feel like that one was a little bit reasonable so that, you know, he has to be a little bit further, further up the board. Beyond that, he also um, growing power was kind of a cleanup thing. The cost uh, was changed to normal text. Uh, for a reminder, that is um, the trigger on Transcendence, which is a 4-inch pulse uh, to hand out shielded to friendly models. Now, uh, Growing Powder is, if this model has two or fewer Ascendant upgrades, friendly retainer models within range may push up to 2 inches in any direction. So that one kind of feels like a little bit more of a cleanup thing than anything else. It's dangerous to go alone. Change it Changed to discard an attached Reliquary upgrade and attach it to the target. Again, kind of more of a cleanup thing than anything else that's on Instill Youth. And then the big one, I think, is Rebuild Corpus, which no longer has card draw. It now has a... It's also no longer automatic. It now has a, a, a stat and a target number, stat 4, target number 16. It is now also once per turn. And overall, I'd say that those changes specifically uh, to him are all very reasonable. Um, oh, also on Rebuild Corpus, um, he has to have three or more Ascendant upgrades, so he can't do it as early in the game. So he's going to have to wait a little bit to uh, to bring back uh, one of those Ancestor models. Now, that said, I think that most of these are, are relatively... These are good changes. Uh, it, it just got rid of some of the cheese. The bigger thing uh, that I think it's going to affect a lot of folks, um, but again, for me, is uh, going back to that conversation with Doug earlier, um, felt like for a lot of folks, I think uh, more of a crush. Crutch was uh, Ash Ascendant. Um, that relic Ascendant upgrade has changed. Swirling Ash was removed entirely. Q rejoicing. <laughs> Yay! Um, and, but in its place now is really uh, having to make a choice. So now uh, Storm of Ash, the tactical action that he gains, which is the, the range 3 pulse, stat 3, target number 12, enemy models within range must cheese pass, a TN 13 move duel, or suffer 2 damage and gain staggered, all, all of that as normal. However, it now has two triggers, which are Dark Clouds, which is on a uh, ram until the end phase, the area within or a 3 is treated as concealing, uh, or on a pro cinder storm until the end phase, enemy models treat the area with an aura three as hazardous. So now you got to spend an action to get the benefit of the upgrade before from swirling uh, ash. And you have to choose hmm. if, if you actually have that is a nine early on, or obviously the, the more upgrades later, but you, you're going to have to choose between either a, a Ram or a um, crow possibly to treat cheat or to, you know, stone puts a little bit more choice into it so that you're not just completely cheesing out Yom Lo himself. Overall, I, you know, I think he's fine. I think he's going to be just fine. This to me was more correcting uh, some of the cheesier things that you can do with him. I think that in the hands of very skilled players, uh, Yom Lo is still going to succeed because his crew itself is fantastic and he does a great job of supporting that crew and still has a lot of tricks for survivability himself. Speaking of that survivability, uh, we can jump into Sun. Hey, I'm back. Sun, hey, what are you uh, doing? That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take it. I'll interject. But actually, what, what does everybody else think of Yanlo? I was going to kind of talk about like everything together, but how does everybody feel about uh, Yan? 
I, I agree. All this is doing is getting rid of the cheese. And not yeah. even all of the cheese, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and there's plenty of cheese in, in a uh, ancestor retainer. Makes me hungry now. <laughs> I think the biggest <laughs> thing people would complain about is rebuild corpus requiring three or more ascendant upgrades, and to which I say, stop throwing ancestors up to die turn one and two. Like, yeah. Yeah, stop getting your stuff killed. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, yeah, that target numbers or that Especially when you have incredible. Especially. Especially when you consider that one of your ancestors is armor two and a big beefy boy in Azamu. One of them is terrifying with uh, negatives to wound. I think she's hard to wound in uh, Yin. You also have a demise eternal (laughs) one, (laughs) right? Like you have all these ancestors who are amazing. Like you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's really just taking away, again, some of that point and click stuff that made it just way too easy. Yeah. And that starts as a, as a low stat, oh. but by the time you can use it, it's stat seven. Yep. Right. Yeah, I agree. Just mostly sanding off the edges and no longer six inches of hazardous, which is obscene. Thank you, Weird, <laughs> for these changes. All right. Eli, Jeff. Uh, I have never faced Yanlo ever in two editions. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. I just wise words. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the goal, isn't it? I guess mm. I'm winning. <laughs> just avoid him. That's the true answer. That's how you deal with Cadmus. You just <laughs> don't play against Cadmus. <laughs> okay. Uh Sun Quang. Sun Sun Ching Quang. I Another gap in my pronunciation knowledge. I do apologize. Um, this guy was a little really very good at a lot of things. And uh, got, got taken down a notch. I still think he's quite useful, but yeah, it doesn't seem nearly as obscene. The King of Medicine aura now gives out shielded instead of healing. So uh, no more cheesing the thing with the Ashigaru and having hard to kill. <laughs> I don't know how big of an issue that was. That just sounded like something that would be really awful to have to deal with. His defense went down from a seven, a seven for an old man to a six. It's still pretty good for an old man. The yin and yang ability now no longer lets you have the option of either giving out distracted or giving out focus. What it does now is that it automatically gives out distracted. And if your target is within one inch of a friendly ancestor or a friendly model with a reliquary upgrade attached. This model, as in Sun Quang, can gain focus. So uh, it's actually have the target gain focus plus one. Oh, okay. Have the target gain focus plus one. So okay, let me repeat myself. Let me let me go back and try this again. Yin and Yang it no longer just lets you decide whether it's distracted or focused. If you want to put the focused on them, you have to be close to ancestor models or uh, models with reliquary upgrades. The end. I got no complaints. Nope. Seems reasonable. Perfectly fine. Yeah. He, he's still going to play just fine. He's still going to do what you need him to do. He's still, you know, an eight, eight inch range healer, which is great. Uh, a model is within one inch of itself though. So if you're targeting an ancestor model, it heals. It gets the focus. I mean, yeah. Okay. Making sure that wording still works in my head. Okay. Yeah, this this works very similar to something Gibson can do in the DUA. It's just Umbra instead of Ancestor stuff. So it's okay. They're borrowing this from somewhere else, and it it works there. So you can help your outer keyword stuff just long yeah. as you're close by other things. Exactly. I'll I'll be interested to see how that defense reduction hurts him. 
Because like I I know defense seven is annoying, but he does literally no damage. He's nothing but a support piece. <laughs> and what they've done here is they've limited his supporty stuff to only work in keyword, or if you have other keyword models, and stopped the the hard to kill cheese. And those were the two reasons he was taken out of keyword or taken all the time in keyword. <laughs> He's still effective at, at being supporty. I don't. I, I think that defense might be a step too far, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. Last change in the errata. My personal favorite change uh, is <laughs> is trained ninja. This got a little bit of a change here. It removed from the shadows. That's right. You can no longer somehow train a samurai in heavy armor to sneak up. To the point where it can shoot your deployment zone turn one. Instead, stealth got moved. Yeah. (laughs) This was enough of a thing that I was just like, I don't want to play Ten Thunders. This feels bad. It makes me sick to my stomach. Consider. Now I'm excited to actually put Ten Thunders things on the table. I mean, you lost Indie Storm because of it. Yeah, I did. Well, that and the fact that my deck just decided, oh, you don't have anything above a seven this whole game. Which the new McCabe would have helped. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, so yeah, no more, no more that. Now stealth is the, the minion only, so you can still have stealth samurai. That's fine. We just throw some camo over them, it's fine. They just can't move up in their heavy armor with their gatling guns and not be noticed. They keep unimpeded on the... Everybody gets it on the train ninja. And then in place of the thing they lost, they now have flick of the wrist which is this model's charge action may generate the following action instead of a claw action. So a specific run-and-gun, basically. And the attack action is Paralyzing Kunai, which is a 6-inch range projectile, stat 5 versus defense. This action ignores cover and concealment. Already really good. The target gains either stunned or staggered this model's choice. In other words, this the target gains stunned unless you have a very specific reason to give it staggered, is how I read this. <laughs> <laughs> Still really good. Like, six inches isn't a large range, but figure most things have a move five. You have a 11-inch range stunned. Seems pretty good. Thoughts? Still good on a samurai. <laughs> Instead of shooting his massive Gatling gun at you, he just throws a knife. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it, the samurai itself, like, that model is so ridiculous with the <laughs> amount of abilities that it has. Even at its cost. It's going, you know, you add that upgrade on there, and it still is going to be able to do a million things. True. I was actually thinking of throwing it on an actual ninja, the uh, Kagekiro, the Hagekiro. Um you got a seven inch move and a six inch throw. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, doing that in place of the shuriken yeah. for them is, is pretty, pretty awesome. Yep. And again, ignores cover and concealment. Yep. Yep. Okay. At anything else, uh, or we can go into final thoughts. Okay. Um, that was it for the errata. Um, we'll just go over the things we we say. I can do. Yeah. General general thoughts about this. I'm start because uh this is my podcast it's a lot it's it's mostly nurse we we sort of we said it before but just gonna reiterate it here it's it's mostly nurse not a lot of buffs i think everyone in this recording would have loved to see a few more models get a little bit of love 
but all in all, it's 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 nerfs, and a lot most of the things on this needed changes. Some of them might have been a bit too severe, but that's that'll be determined in the future. But it's just it's just kind of a feel bad. But that this happens when you're getting mostly models getting hit with a stick. I was I would say that if it wasn't for gaining grounds also dropping, it would be just just bad feelings all around. But at least we have this to deal with or enjoy, depending on what you're playing. And as well as you have to figure out what these new models are going to do in the new strategies and schemes. So I'm very happy GG2 came out at the same time. Overall, it's not a lot of really bad things. Not a lot of things I think are very egregious. Maybe a few over the slightly over the edge nerfs in general, but overall I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Roman. I agree with you overall model wise. I wish we'd seen a few more buffs, but there's definitely some stuff in there that are more of the, uh, reworks like Yoko, like McCabe, hmm. like Jan Lowe, like, yes, Jan is a, a nerf, but I don't think anybody in the right mind could look at him previously and go, yes, this is perfectly healthy for the game. But I think the, the, Shining point in the errata and FAQ are the core rule changes that towards and away change I'm excited for. That is going to be really cool <laughs> with that, with the changes to pushes, the focus distracted canceling out. I've been railing against focus not canceling out distracted and vice versa since the closed beta when it changed like the third week. <laughs> I'm excited to see that. The summoning in here, I think the summon changes make perfect sense of the you can't like interact and do things or count for strats and schemes the term you come in healthy for the game i like it hazardous nice cleanup the hiring additional masters i think that's going to be really healthy for the game to kind of kind of reintroduce and go hey guys who just kind of wrote this off immediately give it another look the stuff that you think is overpowered might not be you just have to come at it from another angle uh and then all the faq changes the again i just went over the top five of those but those are all pretty impactful, and there's more in there that are... Read it over. It's good stuff. I'm excited for all that. Notably not mentioning Colette. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to reiterate that I think we all want more buffs. I don't think that the best way to deal with a model that gets overused is to make that model not fun to play with, but instead to make other good alternatives. Yeah, I, I just think there. I think we could take models that we don't see a lot of and just make them a little bit better to use, and it'd be it'd be a much better feel to Aratus. Totally agree, Jeff. The new rule stuff, very happy with. Cleanups are great. All the stuff that needed to be said that people were cheesing out are removed and cleared out. Love all that. That's great. Most of the stuff I play, majority wise, got buffs. Handful of things went down, <laughs> so. As a biased opinion, this is great for me. I feel happy. Two things got messed up for me. Um, the Both of them, the outcast stuff. The, the uh, Midnight Stalker, not happy with those changes. And the Scavenger, not happy with those changes. Everything else that happened in all the crews I play, wonderful, great, awesome, love it. Can't wait to get them on the table. So I'm looking at this positively. I'm sorry. All, all I heard was Jeff OP, please nerf. <laughs> Rav. Overall, I think the I think the errata is fine. I think that the rules changes uh, for the actual specific rules and the FAQ, all that cleanup stuff is great. 
I think that most of the masters that they hit, they hit, they hit appropriately. Yes, I think some may have gotten over overcorrected a tad bit, but really, I think that for the most part, a lot of these changes are going to be good for the game. However, however, I agree with Le- Eli's sentiment that the corrections on certain models because they were being taken too often are not actually addressing the reason why those models were being taken too often. And if we don't address in the game the reason why those models are taken in Neverborn, in Guild, Outcasts even, then you are just going to have factions that are going to be weaker factions. And to me, yes, from a competitive standpoint, a faction is going to be as good as their best you know, master or keyword, but that does nothing for the person who... You know, in the case of like Neverborn, right? That Dreamer is still really good, right? But does nothing for a, you know, somebody who is taking Marcus, for instance, who who struggles a lot more in Neverborn, right? Um, and whose interest is there. And so I think if we're looking at the, the whole of the game, we need to start thinking about keywords that have a lot of models that are, are weaker and need to be brought up so that yeah, we, we have more choice. And I am one who, who always wants to, especially in an asymmetrical game like Malifaux, I want to see as much choice as possible rather than uh, as few choices as possible, which is why when we get to Gaining Grounds 2, I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, that's good. And I, I think the last thing I want to say, the stinger, if you will, is that at the end of the day, the game is better today than it was yesterday. Without a yeah, doubt. Totally. And also, actually, one last thing I want to say is that I do want to do a shout out to all the playtesters and to Matt and Kyle and all the developers. This is not easy. You know, no. making corrections in a game this big and in a timely ma- manner, especially in the middle of a pandemic, none of that's easy. And so I think that everybody, despite all their, you know, emotions whether they're running hot or cold uh just needs to remember that and remember that everybody loves the game and cares about the game and we wouldn't have opinions one way or the other if we didn't care but that the stewards of this game are doing their damnedest to to make sure that we have a good game and so they deserve our thanks yes totally thank you very much Mm -hmm. okay okay we've been doing this for a long time so i'm gonna say the thing i always say and that is thank you listener for listening Oh, and pa- Patreon and join our Discord and all that fun stuff. Oh, if you want to be on our show, just go onto the Discord because I got a channel there just for like, hey, you want to be on the show stuff. So that's why Jeff keeps showing up. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier than, than what Nate and I had to do, which was track you down in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hunt me down. No one wants to go to Iowa. All right, folks. I am your host, Doug. Thank you, Roman. Anytime. Happy to be here. Thank you, Eli. You are very, very welcome for my many contributions. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Always remember, pick a pult, metal gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rob. I'm Rob. He is Rob. Whoa. Uh, and thank you, Lizard. And as I always say, fun is always king. Enjoy your new errata. Good night. Good night.
Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.